is preeminently the time to speak the truth, the whole truth, frankly and boldly. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Amari Global is the first ever revolutionary mental wellness company, focusing on the gut-brain connection for adults and children. Amari's holistic products are designed to optimize performance, positivity, and motivation. The products are made with ancient natural wisdom combined by modern science that supports mood, focus, stress resilience, and whole body wellness. Whether you're an Olympic athlete or a stressed out parent, Amari Global's scientific approach is designed to meet you where you are and empower you to be the best version of yourself. Welcome back to AutismRadio.org, home of the world's first autism support radio network and proud 501c3 charitable organization, helping families challenged with autism every day get services they desperately need. Please help us make a difference in the autism community and find it in your heart to support one in 88 families in America today. Donate directly at AutismDonation.org. Now, stay tuned for a special broadcast of Hope Saves the Day with autism activist, super dad and author of The Spectrum Diet, Master Chef and the Hope Man himself, your host, Paul Simmons. Thank you for that introduction. As always, it's great to be back in another edition of Hope Saves the Day. I have a very special guest with us today who happens to be a cartoonist, a writer, a minister, born and raised in Dallas, Texas. I'd like to give a warm welcome to Kendall, to our program, Kendall Lines. Welcome to the program. Thank you so much, Paul. It's good to be on. Thank you so much. Well, it's great to have you on, Kendall. So, you know, one of the things we always like to start our program with is just to tell us a little bit about yourself, um, some of the things that you're doing currently, and kind of a little bit about your your history. Sure. So uh, I am, in fact, from Dallas, Texas. I am a licensed and ordained minister, born and raised out of Dallas, Texas. And uh, I'm also a cartoonist. I've been drawing and creating cartoons for quite some time. Uh, I want to say eh, the better part of since childhood, but then also stopped right around you know, later. And then I picked it back up in 2005, uh, right around the same time that I began preaching. So I tell people all the time that you know, you know, the Lord called me uh, as far as like ministry goes into uh, cartooning and writing and preaching all at the same time. And so uh, that's one of the things I do. But also professionally, I'm the director of intercultural relations for a private Christian college in Old East Dallas called Criswell College. So I serve them doing that work, uh, helping them as it relates to diversity and as it relates to reaching out to different people groups and uh, not only different people of color, but also uh, trying to uh, branch out and expand uh, even as it relates to uh, neurodiversity also. So that's an exciting work that's happening right now. And that's huge. That is huge, Kendall. Um, You know, it's such an important thing to do today is to focus on diversity, right? You you cannot do enough of this in today's world to to really educate people, right, and teach them. So talk a little bit. So let's talk a little bit about how um, you know you growing up, some of your experiences. um, You know how how faith, 
uh, obviously ADHD, autism, and life kind of all came together and how. Wow. So uh, I'll do my best to kind of uh, cliff sure. note it, so to speak. Yep. But um, so, yep, uh, I grew up you know, in the church, uh, going to, you know, the traditional Black Baptist church uh, pretty much all my life. Uh, and growing up in the church, you know, and growing up in East Dallas, uh, you know, just kind of uh, your average childhood. Of course, I also, <laughs> I say average childhood, but at the same time, I also felt very different. Uh, you know, I was the kid that was into uh, watching local news and reading the newspaper and looking at comics and reading history. And this is me, at, you know, 8, 9, 10, and 11, keeping up with breaking news stories and developments around the world while my classmates were into whatever pop culture thing that they were into. Um, here I am listening to, to, you know, news themes and having a great love for news themes and a great love for graphics and for cartoons and comics and video games and all things shiny and um, tech and of course all things shiny obviously tech also uh, so th that of course made me kind of a, uh, a target for bullying a lot of it and it, it was a, a situation where I went through quite a bit of that up until I got into my uh, high school years in high school uh, my interest uh, was very strong, actually, middle school and high school, very strong in meteorology. So I actually kind of turned my parents' um, bedroom, one of my, not bedroom, but second uh, like guest bedroom into this fully operational weather center. And I did the whole weather thing in high school. I was known as the weatherman when I graduated from Skyline High School in 2002. The plan was to go and study meteorology. Uh, you know, the path changed a little bit and I ended up at Oklahoma Christian University, uh, studied broadcast journalism there and uh, did the weather thing on the chroma key for the TV station on campus there. And uh, then it was like, hey, God was like, hey, I, I got something else for you over here, this direction. Um, and I started getting into ministry. I started getting into writing and started growing a deep love for writing and telling stories, which um, which I didn't realize was a thing uh, until you start you know, investigating my childhood. And it's like this active imagination of me always storytelling and coming up with different ideas and stories and characters in my head. And, you know, my head often feels like a whole nother universe. And uh, so sometimes I found myself often daydreaming adrift just in my own imagination, in my own world, that kind of thing. Uh, you fast forward, uh, you know, I also, with feeling different, also struggled with things that, seemed normal to everyone else that was my age as they were getting into college and as they were getting into their young adult lives, you know, trying to be professional. Um, you know, I found myself trying to figure out uh, how is it that everybody else get it and are able to get social cues and little things like certain sudden bursts of sound don't bother them or how do they talk to girls and I'm struggling to try to talk to a girl I, when I can talk to a large audience and just love that energy I love you know public speaking I love preaching but then it came to talking to a girl that just made me absolutely uh nervous and awkward and I was already you know experiencing feelings of awkwardness and different being different um then you fast forward into uh, 2017, um, a young lady by the name of Rachel. Um, we were friends four years before 2017 when uh, I felt uh, like and believed that God was like, hey, 
this is the girl you need to, you know, start dating. And so we started talking, you know, beyond just friendship and we began dating and uh, we got married um, not long after that. And it was September 2017 when we got married. Uh, actually, we started dating around 2016, but 2017 we we got married and we've been married for five years now. Wow. And o- over the years, uh, she's had a chance. Rachel has had a chance to kind of get an inside look at what's going on inside Kendall's head. And that's when we both decided to look into the possibility of it being ADHD. Uh, not only did we find that I had ADHD subtype and attentive, but then we found out that I was on the spectrum. I scored on all those tests. Um way above the required numbers necessary to be someone that's autistic. Um, For me, that changed everything. I mean, literally everything started making sense. The reason why I felt different, the reason why I was into certain things while others were not, the reason why when I was in a playground, I just kind of was just there. (laughs) Like I have memories of just standing there and everyone doing their thing. And I'm kind of like, what's this? Like, what do you do at this time? Um, I could be reading. I could be trying to figure out life's, you know, greatest questions right now. I I don't have time for this. So that's, that's really interesting, Kendall, you know, so like, you know, it's funny because we don't like to put labels on things, right? Generally speaking, but in your case, it actually helped you getting that diagnosis, right? It, it, it opened up a lot of answers for you, basically, right? It did. It it absolutely did. Uh, Everything from sensory issues to uh, moments that I felt major anxiety, uh, things that didn't make sense. Having, you know, which I hate to say, but having angry outbursts, you know, this is, you know, before when I was by myself and I was single and I was struggling with making sense of life around me, you know, here I am. Yes. I grew up in the church. Yes. I know, you know, give it to the Lord, but um, there was still a lot of struggle that I was dealing with. And I was like, okay, I, I, I wasn't sure what all of this was, but after my diagnosis, I started to just go into just this research as of December of 2021 was when I got my ADHD and autism diagnosis. And I've been just spending the entire last few months going into this full year of just studying and just intensely reviewing and researching autism, ADHD, reading books like On the Spectrum by Daniel Bowman, reading articles and material, whether it's by Temple Grandin or whether it's by anybody that's online on Twitter, um, looking at uh, Jessica McCabe from uh, from uh, ADHD Brain on YouTube, just doing all of that intense research and reading books and material and articles to the point to where at first, you know, my wife wasn't so sure about the autism diagnosis until she started paying even more closer attention going, yeah, that's a thing. Like when we first got married, I was hyper focusing for months on a very obscure ABC Saturday morning cartoon called Nightmare Ned. Huh. And I was obsessed with that cartoon for months, and she'll tell you. And then it became a newer obsession. Then it became another show. And then it became another song or TV show or or topic. And lately, it has been autism and autism spectrum disorder and ADHD and neurodiversity. And, and then as I tied to my job, the excitement that I have of working at a, a, at a faith-based institution 
where I had the opportunity to not only reach uh, people from my community, from the Black community, and reaching other people groups, but then also the opportunity to explore what it looks like to uh, really dive into neurodiversity. Wow. Well, that's that's a lot. That's a whirlwind of, I, I can't even imagine, like, you know, later in life, you get this diagnosis, right? And like you said, it was, it almost became like OCD, right? You came obsessed learning everything, right? Yes, exactly. So, That's exactly uh, right. And it's so much to know and learn. So it must have been a little bit of overload for you at, at one point. Or you, or you just were like a sponge and just soaking every little bit up, I guess. Um, I, I will admit I did after, you know, for a couple of days here and there, take a break from it and then jump back in, then take a break from it and jump back in. Uh, but I, it was just I just couldn't help it. it I, I just was discovering this new part of my life learning about things like, oh, I may have been masking for much of my life and forcing myself to be in places or be in things or do or 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 behave a certain way or finding myself having to kind of, um, you know, relax myself and calm myself whenever I'm in a public uh, you probably space. Conform, you conformed yourself in a, in a different manner, right? You, you kind of forced yourself to learn how to cope with it, but didn't understand why you were this way. Right. And and so you can imagine you yeah. you you almost think that you're crazy. The question yeah. that I asked for a long time ago about myself yeah. was what's wrong with me until, wow. you know, a whole lot of grace and mercy and patience for myself, but as well as from really close friends and, and close family members of mine, from my wife and from from people that that are like mentors to me who who've been able to kind of help me unpack that not only am am I you know good but that uh you know we we all have different challenges and we all have different struggles i consider myself low support needs but i but i also uh know that it's okay uh that i have sometimes the challenges that i have every day right well again you you discovered a lot of your childhood and like in your adolescence which is i i can't even imagine what that must have felt i guess it felt relieved, I guess would be the word. I don't know. How would you describe that? I guess. It, it it definitely felt like relief. It felt like I was a detective who has spent most of his life trying to solve a case. Yeah. And the case was officially closed as of this year. That's incredible. Seriously, that that is just I got goosebumps. That that's like that's powerful, Kendall. That's very powerful. And you know since you've discovered this, how has it changed your perspective about autism and what you think you can do to help others understand the mysteries of autism? So when I discovered it, and it was so funny because at, at first when I began taking, you know, I had to take a about six hour neuropsychological evaluation to discover that I had ADHD and to discover that I was on the spectrum. What was interesting was how much I had to realize that I had no clue what autism and what Asperger's specifically, I guess I would have, would fall under, of course, it's all under the ASD umbrella, but I really didn't know what it was until I began reading and and really carefully studying the material, everything from from medical journals to you know really good written, well written news articles and articles about it, you know med articles that kind of thing, um, 
from looking at attitude.com, you know, as, as they do their you know study stories and studies on ADHD and things like that, and looking at all the research and then looking at um, the way people handled uh, the topic and, and the study on um, and and the and the autism community how that's built up even on uh, places like Twitter and on Instagram, and it opened my eyes to the very real possibility that that was probably what was going on with me, what was really up. Um, and so one, I walked in realizing, wow, I had no idea what, what this was. And what I did know was, was very limited. Um, it was limited to, uh, to tropes and memes and to things that on TV that didn't really portray the experience for somebody with autism very well, if at all. Um, it was, it was, and, and the same with autism as well as with ADHD. And so all that research really made a huge difference and actually talking to people who are on the spectrum, um, not only give, gave me some encouragement, but also uh, really opened my eyes as well, uh, especially uh, the the reality of the the challenges and the and the experiences that people face who are higher support needs, and and so that that made me think about how I look at you know things professionally as it relates to autism, how I look at things as a matter of faith as it relates to autism, uh, you know looking at, at at material like you know the the books like the church and the uh, the, uh, the church and uh, disability like you know Lamar Hardwick and the work that he's done in ministry. And it made me go, oh, wow, you know, in what ways can I show love to this population that I find myself now being a part of, not realizing that I was a part of that. And I'm 38 years old discovering this. I was going to um, ask you how old you were when, you know, you were diagnosed. You were like, what, 36, 37 when you were diagnosed? 38. 38. So you were 38. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Wow. 38 to my birthday. Well. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. It this has been just a, it's been such a fast year. I was 37. I apologize. <laughs> I just turned 38 in August. Yeah, it's okay. But uh, you know that's amazing, and and you know, um, I think you're covering so many different areas because again, you're coming from the Christian faith as a minister, right? Um, so you mentioned cartoons. You did something with cartoons and autism. Let's talk a little bit about that. Absolutely. So uh, my whole thing is it's funny because I, I have a comic strip uh, that I've been working on. It's called By and By. And By and By is the story of an 11-year-old boy uh, who tries to survive middle school life and struggles to understand everything from God to girls to government to grown folk. And uh, Walter is, that's the main character's name, he, he's loosely based off of some of my childhood experiences and some of which uh, I plan on highlighting uh, moments that I'm going back now and realizing, oh yeah, that was definitely signs of autism right there <laughs> that no one really knew in the 90s or no one really cared to know in the 90s, unfortunately. And so now I'm going back and going, going you know, through the comic and creating it. I've also had a chance to do uh, regular comic strips on my ADHD autism diagnosis. And, and I have them on my Instagram at Cartoon Daily One. And it, it's been great to be able to encourage and, and inspire other people as it relates to this and to use cartoons and comics to tell my story. Um, for me, cartoons 
and comics and anime, they mean a lot to me because it was the thing that not only uh, brought me a large amount of uh, joy and, and chill time and happiness, but also uh, it was something that I felt like God often used to communicate his character and for me to capture in, in moments. I'll watch a show or I'll watch a series and uh, I'll sit there and, and start looking at the show and sometimes I just can't help myself. I'll be processing the episode and I'll say, wow, that reminds me about this text in the scripture that says, or that reminds me about this story or this reminds me about God's character or this reminds me about what Jesus said to the disciples. And because there's, yeah, there's nothing doing to the sun, right? So if that's the case, here we are looking at this art, telling stories of the human condition, whether it's uh, the subject of friendship in a series like Pokemon, or whether it's being outcasted but not giving up in a show like Naruto, or whether it's facing your fear and uh, working through the mystery like Scooby-Doo, that kind of thing. So if you had to say when, it, when you were younger, what was your probably your greatest fear? My greatest fear, uh, you know, honestly, I want to say, wow, wow. Uh, I want to say, I think that it might, bullying was the big thing for oh, me. Okay. Bullying was the the number one big thing for me because in turn, it also created the domino effect of other fears. Um, what if I say the wrong thing? What if I do the wrong thing, behave a certain way, uh, walk a certain way, just talk a certain way? Um, you know, so especially... When you talked about bullying, was was it physical? Was it verbal? Was it both? What what kind of bullying did you experience? It was a mixture of both, uh, unfortunately. Um, in fact, it's something that I, I try to also highlight, especially yeah. as it relates to being in the Black community. It was actually something that um, I was bullied so much, unfortunately, by my own peers and by my own peers that looked like me, oh, that it developed a kind of self-hatred that also festered into a lot of bitterness and it made me lack a lot of compassion and a lot of patience for people from within my, within my own community. Um, I'm healed of that. I've, I've gotten past that. I've forgiven and I, and, and moved on. And um, my heart and mind has changed a lot, especially since some, some really good people who, who've come into my life have encouraged me to let me know at Kindle, there's still some real work to do in our community. And, uh, and, and that, you know, you, you've survived, the bullying, but that that doesn't mean that um, that we're negating the hurt that you experienced. That um, that I, I that that I can I definitely can, and anyone who's been bullied, you can get past that that pain and that struggle. Um, and a lot of it was because you know I was different. And unfortunately, in our especially like in the black community, sometimes if you're a little bit different. Uh, but I think this is also spans out to not just ethnic ethnicity, but just across. Cross-culturally and, and just with all of humanity, if you're a little bit different, yeah. then unfortunately, uh, you, you're going to you're going to get uh, talked about. And uh, it took me a long time to be OK with being uh, wired differently and wired on purpose. Yeah. And uh, and and also I've, I've had to learn that, oh, it, this is my opportunity to encourage other young black boys who were just like me. Sure. Especially if they're on the spectrum too, to keep, you know, doing you, being you, uh, because you're you're here for a purpose. And and anybody from any community or any culture to to understand that you're here for a purpose and um 
to not uh, not let anyone rob you of of that and of who you are. Well, that's beautifully said, Kendall. And and my heart goes out to you because you know I've experienced bullying myself. I I know what that's like. I'm a little older than you. I'm actually 51 years old. Um, ah. Age. So I'm a little older, but, um, you know, I experienced a lot of that growing up and I was diagnosed with ADD. So, um, you know, I definitely had some learning disabilities, some challenges when I was younger myself and, uh, you know, was able to overcome that. Right. And um, I think one thing that stands out with with me about you that I, you know, just from talking to you is like, you know, the energy that comes through you that you don't want anybody to suffer or, or feel bad. And and I feel like when you go through bullying, it, it, it can do a couple of different things, right? Some people can get bitter and they can go down a really dark road. You know, you found Lord, right? Um, you know, Christianity uh, and, you know, you're, you're going towards the, the good light, the good end. Right. But, but what you're doing, which I can tell um, is your, your help healing other people because you're, 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 you know, I think, you know, you said you lacked empathy, but I don't see that from you. I think, now, the way you are, who you are today, is you have empathy for others because you don't want others to suffer like you did. Is that right? Am I? No, that's that's on point. That's exactly right. Okay. Uh, and, and also, oh no, you're good. Yeah, <laughs> thank you for the compliment. I, yeah, yeah. I, I, a lot of it, I want to say it was, it was growth uh, because there was a time that that I had to to daily work to keep choosing the path that the Lord wanted me to go where it wasn't one of bitterness and it wasn't one of judging other people because they reminded me of the bullies of back then. And it took a long time for me to process that and to say, okay, and, and to get that association yeah. uh, away from people and to let people be people because I wanted to let them, let me be me. Right. right. You want to be happy. You want to enjoy your life and you want to make a difference, you know? Exactly. Because like you and, said, bitterness will take over and it can consume you. And then, you know, you're again, you're going down the wrong, wrong road, as I say, if that's right. And and that's why, why I, I preach so hard, write so hard, talk to people as uh, as much as I can, especially as it relates to not only my Christian walk, but also as it relates to this experience and to help people understand that, that those things that happened back then does not have to define your now. So Kendall, I'm curious when you, when you do some of your preaching, right. As a, as a minister, do you bring autism sometimes into your, your messages? Do you talk about it at all? From time to, from time to time, I've only recently done so. Uh, I I know that with that sometimes comes uh, depending on who knows about it well and who doesn't depending on, uh, how people associate it. Um, it, I have done so, and, and I've done so boldly. Um, and I've done so for this reason, uh, because one, I feel like last year during December, that was God's Christmas present for me. Uh, two things, one, the birth of Jesus yeah. and yeah, two, yeah. this diagnosis, because it was like, it, it, it was like this huge breaking news. Like it's, it was like if if my brain was a TV station, it was the top story that went for weeks and months in my head. This is what led the five, the six, the nine, the ten o'clock, uh, and all networks because um, it it was just life changing for me to be able to see that oh wow the 
the reason, like, I'm kind of glad, though, too, that I got it this, what may be, I guess, considered late in the game, because I think that a lot of it was God also showing me, yeah, I I needed to get my relationship with you straight, and I needed you to have your identity rooted here in me uh, before rooting it entirely on your diagnosis. Um, now, I know I'm autistic, and I thank the Lord that I am wired differently than I'm autistic. I, I love the fact that I'm still quirky and that I still have this youngness in me, and that, you know, I, I'm grateful for that. I really am. But also, you know, from the uh, from the faith perspective, as I look at scripture, um, I don't think of this as a mistake. I don't think of it as an accident. And I don't think that it is um, it's something to be ashamed of. I think that oh, if you carefully look at scripture and you carefully look at, uh, at, at how people of faith are supposed to be uh, facing things like ADHD or autism, you can look at it as the fact of that it will be for God's glory. And we're pretty cool, too. We can accomplish a lot around here. Sure. Well, you know, it's, and, you know, I was thinking about this. I said, you know, how did your wife, Rachel, respond to finding out your diagnosis? What was her reaction at first? You know, I think I don't think she would mind me saying I think that, that she was at first a little hesitant. Yeah. And I think she was a little hesitant because of of what she has witnessed. You know, we we also have a family member of ours that is also on the spectrum who is nonverbal. And, and you know, for me to be on the spectrum, uh, you know, I think that some of the, some of what might have become kind of a hesitance, maybe even a little bit of doubt, is because I seem like I do perfectly fine without any challenges. Right. Um, but then days that remind me, oh, yeah, I'm definitely a part of the uh, neurodivergent community is like a day like yesterday when I'm getting off of work. And I just the minute that I walk out of my office and I'm walking to my car, I can feel all that energy just draining with every step I take. And then I'm I'm about to head to the, the corner store to get a get a soda and a comfort snack also known as a donut. <laughs> and I see that there's people at the front door and I didn't want to talk to anybody. I didn't want to have anything to do with anybody. I put my headphones on and I walk out of my car and into the store to go get whatever I was going to get. And then I walk out. That was the kind of day I was having because it was just too much sensory wise. And so uh, now most days I'm great, yeah. but there are some days where I have to kind of say, okay, how much, how, how much can I do today? And, and how do I man, maneuver this day and not feel frustrated because I didn't get a certain thing done or because I had this thing and this idea in my head, but it's going to be way too large for me to try to do it in like five minutes. <laughs> and um, uh, like, even today I was talking to my wife, saying, Rachel, I got to figure out a way to remind myself to eat and drink water and actually take care of myself instead of sitting there until I'm starving and I'm just miserable, that kind of thing. So, yeah, just that, that's part of my process of just growing and figuring it out. So you're still learning a lot about yourself through your recently diagnosis, basically, still, right? I'm sure you're learning yes. stuff every day. All the time, trial and error, and and learning to be more patient with myself because there there was a time that I was exceptionally frustrated, and 
ever since the diagnosis, it made me think, you know what, I need to really evaluate how I see my day to day and not, you know, let myself feel ashamed that I have to use my phone to give me alerts for what's going on as far as the day goes and to be okay with that and to be okay with other things that I have to use for the day to day to be successful, whether it's on my job or whether it's professionally doing other things. So yes, it's a day to day. So Kendall, what do you, where do you see yourself going? What What is your goals, your aspirations now with this, this new diagnosis? What, what do you, what are you hoping to do with that? And what is some of your future plans? I feel like it's expanded a bit. You know, I, I love writing and I'm hoping to publish as many books as humanly possible uh, until the day I die. Um, I'm hoping to create as many comics that will inspire young people the way that I was inspired when I was a kid. Sonic the Hedgehog was my number one comic book to read, and I'm still reading and I'm still very much interested in into Sonic the Hedgehog. And uh, then there's comics that are in comic strip form like uh, Calvin and Hobbes and and Peanuts and and uh, Big Nate and all of those all those good you know Fraz and all these you know, oh and of course Wallace the Brave but all those different scripts that are there um, and I want to be a part of those collections of comics that where young people and their families can enjoy enjoy comics and cartoons as much as me. But then also being able to create content that's going to encourage those who are in the uh, in, uh, on the spectrum and those who are ADHD as well. And um, to expand my work, both in not only publishing and cartooning and writing, but also uh, even in ministry. I'm curious as to where the ministry piece will go. Uh, I'm, I'm keeping my my eyes and my, my ears and heart open as it relates to that and anything else that, that God puts in front of me. Well, that's that's amazing. And and where can people find this information? Like where where can they see your comic strips? Can people view this stuff? Like, is it out there? Like, how do they find out more information about Kendall Lyons and, and your wonderful work? Sure. So um, I am on Twitter at Cartoon Daily One. So that's C-A-R-T-O-O-N-D-A-I-L-Y, then the number one. And uh, I'm on Instagram with the same handle at Cartoon Daily One. And uh, you can also find my comic strip on uh, kencomics.tumblr.com. So K-E-N-comics.tumblr.com. So, uh, and uh, I'm still working on my website slash blog thing. So, uh, well, y'all can still check it out. It's kindlelines.com also. And so I'm still updating that. So. Yeah, get that done. Well, you send us all the links and we'll make sure they go up on our website so people can check them out, Kendall, and learn more about you and help support your journey. We'll we'll probably talk off air too, because I have some ideas for my so I have uh you may not know this, I have a comic book that was made. Uh it was made a cartoon character in 2012 called The Hope Man. Uh, uh, actually it was the first comic book hero for the autism community presented at the national autism society in 2012 in Atlantic city, New Jersey. So, uh, wow. Little cool thing for me, which I would love to share with you and get your thoughts. And, uh, maybe we want to elaborate on this and we can work together on this project. So, Oh, that would be awesome. Please do. And I'd love to see their work. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I would love to share that with you. So, you know, Ken, before we go, I just, Kind of wrap up the show, you know, obviously we have a lot of parents that have either recently diagnosed children with autism or, you know, maybe have a middle age child or even a 
um, an adult child with autism, what would be your advice to them? Um, maybe some of the best advice you can give them. Obviously, you're just recently diagnosed yourself, but what what kind of advice could you leave with them today? I want to say don't count him or her out. Uh, there, there is so much that uh, people who are on the spectrum can do. Um, I'm seeing that every single day, and I, I dare not uh, count any of the men and women who are a part of the neurodivergent community uh, out at, at all. And I think it's also important for those parents to be real, be honest with the reality that is existent for their son and or daughter uh, or all their kids. And to know that they're just wired differently and uh, you are wired differently to make a difference. That's uh, pretty beautifully said. Uh, thank you for uh, summing that up so wonderfully, Kendall. Really appreciate that. And I guess, what would you, I guess, dream world for autism, what would you like to see happen in the future for the world of autism? Well, I, I really would hope to see the entire uh, community, uh, not just the United States, but also just the world at large, to be more educated as it relates to uh, autism, as it relates to ADHD, and it relates to all things uh, neurodiverse. And for us to also begin thinking differently about those who are uh, who are uh, different and who are differently abled and uh, for us to be able to move forward as it relates to treating those individuals um, as as such with respect, as, especially as it relates to their their humanity and to their makeup, that they bring something to the table. Uh, and uh, we we should respect that, and we should honor that. That's great. You know, one thing I, I have one last question for you. So, um, you know, this is a topic we talked about a few weeks ago. Um, you know, when we talk about inclusion, right? You know, um, would you rather see companies hire more individuals with autism, or would you rather see more companies come out where they hire only individuals on the spectrum? That is a, a really good question. I, I think that the, the I think that there's an opportunity for both to happen. Right. Um, how it ha how it happens is a really good question, right. uh, and that's going to require uh, people being honest with themselves and saying, "I don't know, but let's get with some experts and let's get with people who are also actually on the spectrum right. to give this input and to to give insight on what that could look like going forward." But then uh, also, I've witnessed. Uh, seeing uh, not only businesses hire those who are on the spectrum and, and it be very successful for them as well as for people, those who are on the spectrum. But then also, you know, the training, you know, here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, there's a school called Nonpareil and the Nonpareil Institute does a, a wonderful job as it relates to uh, training young adults who are autistic and um, helping make the difference in their lives so they can make the difference in their lives. And um, as well as it relates to uh, learning all the, the, the life skills needed uh, for them to be successful. And so uh, there's some exciting things happening out there. Obviously, there's more to do. And I just want to make sure I'm doing my part and doing it well. 
Uh, and of course, the fact that I'm still learning, of course, I, I want to make sure that I'm using the right phraseology that's appropriate. I want to make sure that I'm saying the right things, thinking about this topic in the right way, um, because not only does it uh, help me to uh, get better and, and, and to really come to terms with who I am uh, as it relates to autism and, and ADHD, but also helps other people going forward. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh couldn't have someone better join our community, Kendall, because I think you'll be a, a tremendous asset and advocate um, that really can make a difference. And uh, I just beautiful person. Just want to say thank you for being you, um, and and again shedding some life on uh, shedding some light on your story and taking us through your journey. And 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 again, it's limitless. I always say limitless because I I, I think you have a huge, um, you know. Uh, Huge things in your future coming. Uh, and I think right now you just scratch in the surface, Kendall. Uh, and again, just have this wonderful aura around you. And uh, again, we're we're thankful and grateful to have someone like you on our program today. So thank you for being here. Uh, first of all, I want to say. Thank you so much, Paul. It's an honor to be on and I appreciate the time. Well, we want to just again thank, thank again uh, Kendall Lyons for um, spending some time here on Hope Saves the Day. Uh, again, our show is about bringing hope and bringing light and information on the topic of autism. As we know, it's very, very important. And again, it's something that's not talked about enough today. Uh, again, someone like Kendall, again, getting to sharing his journey with us. Uh, again, it always gives us a little more insight and some takeaways that can help us understand um, the mysteries of autism. So again, thank you, Kendall, for being you. And we definitely will follow up with you. We will definitely stay connected. Uh, I look forward to uh, maybe doing some more projects together. And again, having you come back on our program to, to follow up and let us know. I'm sure our listeners would love to hear from you again to know what you're up to and with your cartoons and ministry and whatever other things you're doing as well uh, in your journey. And uh, again, I wish you nothing but the best, you and your wife, um, you know, and uh you know, thank Rachel for, for being a supportive wife, too, because I'm sure that was a, a big shock for her, too, at the time. Huge support. Yes, he's been a huge, huge support, uh, the, the, including the time she allows me to have the space to ah, to just breathe. That's great. <laughs> you know, just to be yes. So, so we want to make sure we always thank our wives. It's very important. Remember. Happy, yes. life, happy life, sir. I'm taking uh, notes. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, again, thank you for being on our program. Uh, we want to thank our listeners, as always, uh, for their continued support here at Hope Saves Day and, of course, Autism Radio. Uh, don't forget, you can always make a donation to help a family in need. Uh, again, we're always um, basically fulfilling a lot of dreams and a lot of requests every day of the week. So uh, we need your continued support. So thank you for that. And remember to tune in to Autism Radio every week for a new episode of Hope Saves the Day. Uh, can be found on many of our platforms on iTunes and, of course, Spotify. Uh, and as well, of course, all of our iHeart radio stations as well throughout the country. Uh, so, again, wish everybody well. Have a great week. And remember our message. We always end the show. Remember, until next time, Hope Saves the Day. Have a great one, everybody. Hi. I'm Elissa Pizel. I work with Amari Global. I am proud to announce that we have partnered with the Autism Radio family, a cause that is near and dear to my heart. Continue to tune in to Hope Saves a Day every week on autismradio.org 
And when you're snapping up your Amari products, don't forget to add promo code AUTISMRADIO to receive $10 off your first purchase. Every time I see your smile, I wonder what you feel. Every time you laugh or cry, I wonder if it's real. You seem trapped inside. Please help me understand what is your world like. I want to feel your love. I want to know what it's like to laugh and play. Imagine a thought that you cannot feel A tear trapped inside Imagine a sound that you cannot make No matter how hard you try I want you to know how I'm feeling I want you to know how it feels to be me I wish you could look into my world And see how I see Hold my hand and remind me To hold on to hope each day Let this song be my voice And remember hope saves the day Show you what I see. What kind of life will I have? What's in store for me? Don't be afraid. Just love and hold me. I can be all that I can be. With your love, I can do anything. With your love, I can see the world. Like rays of light shine upon me, inside of me. Then you are by my side. I will love you till the end of time. Hold my hand and remind me to hold on to. Let this song